0: You are listening to Real Men Feel with Andy Grant. Real Men Feel encourages men to allow and express all of their emotions. Despite what you may have been taught, all emotions do serve you. Real Men Feel is committed to engaging in discussions that most men aren't having, but all men can benefit from. All links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at realmenfeel.org. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome to another edition of Real Men Field. This is your host, Andy Grant. You know, I, I've got to really like time stamp all these shows these days because the world is changing uh, very quickly. Um, today is March 20th. We are, I don't know how deep we are, but it feels like we're deep into the coronavirus pandemic. As of today, five different states have announced some sort of mandatory state home policy. Uh, the federal government's working on various stimulus packages. Tax day has been pushed back to July 15th. That's about as much news to, to count on. <laughs> I don't know when you'll listen to this, so I just want to set the, the place and the time of the world that we are doing this, this show. Um, as always, take care of yourselves. Get, get accurate places for information. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit, but that's not the point of, of this, this program. Um, yeah. So what is the point of this program? Well, my guest today is author, coach, and Marine veteran Rishi Eric Infanti. He will share how best practices of mindfulness and yoga have optimized his life and helped him overcome chronic illness. And uh, I think this is a great time to use such tools. So welcome to the show, Eric. Thank you. I appreciate that. First of all, how are you?
1: Um, Very healthy. Um, No issues whatsoever in my end. Um, I feel great. So, um, in fact, as we speak, I'm, 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 training for an Ironman competition that's slated for later in this year. So hopefully that'll still be running and not get, get, get canceled out. Um, but I'm, I'm doing re- remarkable considering the state of the world
0: yeah. as it stands. Cool. And, and the, the work that you do day to day has, has, you know, things shutting down and more people staying at home. Has this had an impact on you already? It's it's
1: absolutely a one hundred percent impact on everything that I'm doing on a day to day basis as far as working. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah.
0: and and where in the world are you?
1: Yeah, I'm in South Florida, so right now Boca Raton, Florida.
0: Cool, cool, mm-hmm. great. And where's the uh, where's the Ironman event going to be? Um,
1: Wilmington, North Carolina. So oh. that's not until October, uh, later in the year. So we do have some time for uh, the, the world at large to heal and uh get back to its get back to its collective prosperity. All
0: right. So, beautiful, beautiful. So so I know you were a marine and were you involved in yoga before joining the military?
1: Absolutely not. So mm-hmm. I I enlisted and um I served between 88 and 92. And I didn't get into yoga until some years after that.
0: And was it was it Anything related to your military experience that had you kind of searching for, you know, something else to do or something to help your body and mind?
1: Yeah, so that's a great question. So um, the reason I originally got into yoga is to just simply deepen my spiritual, um, you know, practices, as well as to start getting my body more flexible, more open, with more mobility and more longevity. Um, back then, this was in my twenties. I was actually training for. Um, I was training for a marathon, 26.2 marathon back then, and you know, you don't know everything you need to know until you start doing something like that, and your body stiffens up, it locks up, and, um, you know, little micro traumas start to occur, right? And so, um, I was looking for something to optimize the body, but I was also something looking to get into a spiritual the spiritual path. Hmm.
0: And growing up, did you have any sort of religious or spiritual background or upbringing?
1: Yeah, I was I was brought up Roman Catholic and confused, right? So, <laughs> so as soon as I um, culminated, what I had to culminate as a teenager, I immediately stopped going to um, organized religion. So um, something didn't sit right. So I just um, I didn't go back. I didn't go back. So I took a long pause, and I just started reading and asking questions to a lot of people. And um, until I found yoga, there were just empty questions with no answers.
0: Hmm. And w- what were some of those questions?
1: Well, um, that's a great question about some, what some of the questions are. And so um, a lot of us, probably much like yourself, we we contemplate the bigger questions of life. Like, who are we? Why are we really here? What is our purpose as an indiv- individual? And then what is our purpose as a collective humanity? So. Um, you know, some of us contemplate all these questions a lot. And, uh, organized religion, especially the Catholic religion, had no answer to any of this. So.
0: Cool. So did you, is that, did you go into the military kind of searching and looking for these sort of answers, and that's where you found yourself, or did it have, did it have anything to do with it?
1: Actually, nothing at all to do with that. Um, I went into the Marines to, um, you know, to foster an adult life and uh, to start something new. Uh, you know, I came from nothing from my family. So, um, you know, I didn't have the means to, you know, go to schools and things like that. So, um, I was essentially looking to grow up and, um, you know, start, start a life. That's why I went to the Marines. And then, uh, you know, I chose the Marines because as soon as I saw that Marine Corps recruiter, um, I saw that structure, that stature. I'm like, yeah, I'll t- I'll take what Captain America has over there. Right. <laughs> and, uh, so, um, yeah, I went, I went to the Marines and, uh, really everything that I've asked for and then some uh, maturated out of that Marine Corps experience. So Mm -hmm. it was really, really a wonderful time. Um, I served during the, you know, the the first desert storm war. Um, I didn't go overseas, but friends I worked with and lived with every day did. Um, You know, so there was, there was that experience in our, you know, everyone's base was on, you know, lockdown and riot control. And it it felt very much like it kind of feels today in our normal society. So Mm -hmm. uh, we were training pretty heavy. Um, a lot of hours and um, you know and, and, and it kind of hit me there that well th- this got real real fast which is was fun in the moment um, but I also realized that there's got to be a bigger purpose for my world and uh, so I started to ask all those questions all over again um, and, and I just kept on going on from there
0: cool so it I, I found in my own life and, and people I work with that you need some level of awareness before you can change anything. So it sounds like you were very aware as a young man, realizing I need to grow up. I need some challenge. I need something to kind of uh, you know, help me question why am I here and, and help me find some answers. Yeah. So is that accurate?
1: Yeah, it is very accurate. And uh, you're so spot on. Of course, um, awareness is the, the very first foundational step. And so without that, we just really have nowhere to go. So, um, you know, I didn't realize I was intuitive at a young age. I didn't even know what that was. And until you start meeting other intuitives, that innate awareness isn't there either. So um, I wasn't aware of the awarenesses until, until later on in life, right? So, um, but you're right. Um, very, very intuitive as a, as a youngster, uh, just not realizing what that gift was right so yeah but later on later on i did realize okay this is an intuitive gift and i'm able to see certain things and hear certain things which is remarkable
0: yeah cool so when you first started noticing that was it you just assumed oh everybody has this and it's no big deal and it took a while to think that oh wait not everyone is noticing these things that i'm noticing
1: Yeah, good question. No, I I did realize that um, it's possible for all of us, but not all of us have that innateness built in. And uh, some of us go on and we go down that journey. We go down that journey and we start cultivating. You know, we start getting teachers and we start getting mentors and we start, you know, developing and honing what that intuition is.
0: So, so what came first for you after the Marines as far as finding that answer, those answers and increasing your awareness and your intuitive abilities? And-
1: it, it, it did take some time and, and it took some very, very challenging lessons along the way. So before I really went down the more glorious path, which I think you were trying to lay out there for me, um, I, I, I did uh, go through about a 10-year span of, um, it's just literally a suite of chronic illnesses, which, um, you know, I was, I was, again, I was training for marathons. I had my web design business. I had, you know, life was pretty grand, uh, you know, 20 plus years in it career. I, I had no complaints whatsoever. I really enjoy it quite a bit. Um, but then all of a sudden, you know, you, you start not being able to walk your dog and, asking your questions, why, you know, so you go from, I'm going to, you know, run a marathon to you can't walk your dog. You know, that's a pretty dramatic thing that happened overnight. So, Mm -hmm. and it took me a year to figure out, um, and then to ask the right questions to the right people, um, that I had a a late stage Lyme disease, didn't know it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, eight Western MDs can't figure this out for, for whatever reason. So, um, Chronic fatigue, immune deficiency syndrome, fibromyalgia, mercury poisoning, hypothyroidism. So it's like a stacking effect of, of chronic issues over over nearly a decade of time. So that took quite a while to realize that the universe was kind of slapping me in the face to give me a direction to go into a, you know, a whole new path of life. And, uh, mm. let, let the computer stuff go for now. You've done that. And uh, let, you know, let's start helping some people out. And that's what it was really trying to do.
0: So, so I, since it took ten years, I imagine I I know the answer to this, but <laughs> you, you did not realize. Ah, oh, I'm just being redirected to a new path at this time. It was not that had, clear and obvious to you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> had had no clue whatsoever. So, yeah, it, it, it was quite challenging, uh, uh, quite depressing. A lot of questions as to why. And then um, I, I finally sought out my first you know teacher slash mentor, and then um, and I joined a, a program with her, and. Uh, she really started to open my eyes to what was going on here. And, you know, the, the questions as to, well, you know, why is this happening? You know, this isn't really a relevant question, but to start to see the silver linings inside of here, you know, um, regardless of what traumas or challenges that we go through, we can start to see the positive and everything. And, uh, and then, and then to start to, you know, shape shift and redirect your own your own self, you know, from there. So, Um, she, she was a remarkable mentor and, uh, uh, my life would would not have taken the direction that it did if I wasn't, um, with her and inside of her program. So,
0: so, and so what type of program was that, that really first started bringing things together for you? Yeah. Yeah. So I started going to,
1: um, um, to, to yoga, then yoga teacher training, but I also was in her program, um, for Ayurvedic, Ayurvedic science. So, and. Uh, before we get tongue tied with what the word is, so Ayurveda is uh, India's system of medicine, and uh, you know, at a, even at a foundational, at a foundational level, um, the the power of Ayurveda can help you take personal responsibility of your own, of your own health, regardless of the challenges. And then from there, you start to see, okay, well, I can actually ask the right questions to the right type of people to start getting some help. Um, so I started seeing, you know, acupuncturists, uh, Chinese medicine doctors. Um, Ayurveda wasn't really um, prevalent here in our, our society back then, but um, I did start seeing some spiritual, spiritual healers and studying Ayurveda on my own. Um, so her program was a, a two-year degree program for Ayurveda while I was also going through a, a, a pretty intense yoga teacher training. So, um, that's what her program was, and that's what really started me on the path. And I kind of stayed with her um, under her mentorship and leadership for uh, quite a number of years after that. So,
0: and was this all happening in Florida, or or where were you doing this?
1: Not at all. So, um, my my domain at that time was um, south South uh, Western Massachusetts. So.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. so that that's this where I am. Cool. Yeah. So I think we (laughs) we talked about this briefly. Yeah. So I've heard of Ayurveda and taken some classes and had some experiences at uh, Kripalu, which is a big spiritual center in Western Massachusetts. Cool.
1: Yep. I know it extremely well. I've consulted for Kripalu. I've taught a little bit at Kripalu. And a lot of my um, ancillary teachings have come out of Kripalu as well. Not the Kripalu schools itself, uh, but as you know, Kripalu will host Many many teachers coming from across the world, so they can offer their programs. So um, I've taken a lot of programs with other teachers at Kripalu. yeah, but cool. not, not the Capalvo themselves. But yeah,
0: gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it wasn't their school or program, just the location.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, a location for other teachers. So I took a, I took a lot of yoga at um, um So I took a lot of Iyengar trainings at Capalvo. I took a lot of Vinyasa trainings, Ashtanga Vinyasa trainings. Um, a lot of yin at kapalo, and a lot of other things, so many, many other things, uh, th- uh, Thai yoga massage training. So um, I've accumulated over uh, 2,000 hours of formal yoga teacher training, and that's how, because I, I live so close to, to kapalo it was, it was very accessible, very easy, so um, I just kept going to trainings, and uh, I really just geeked, geeked it
0: out quite a bit. Cool. Yeah, I did a, uh, yeah. a year-long certificate program in positive psychology, which was taught Akhapaloo. Yeah. And so we we're there for yeah. we had two full weeks there. And that's when I discovered yeah. that I like yoga. I'd never done it, but it was offered each morning. I was like, oh, I'll give I'm here. I guess I'll try it. I'm at this great yoga place, right, you right. know. Um, right, and I right, really right. like, wow, I, I liked it. In that early morning, I think it was all the vinyasa, that really easy, just flowing in yeah. silence. And I was, uh, yeah, yeah. I was shocked how much I dug it. And then I came home yeah, and yeah. The, gym, the gym I'm already going to puts up a sign starting next week, Kripalu Yoga. I was like, "No, nope. all right, universe. <laughs> and I kept it going for like a, another year and a half, you know. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so great. Yeah. That's I, so great. And I, I, even since then, I've never seen a place call it Kripalu Yoga. Like, but they trained at Kripalu, so they were calling it that for whatever reason. Exactly. And,
1: uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome.
0: And, and I know now you travel and, and teach <laughs> your own programs a lot.
1: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So um, before, you know, this uh, uh, global pandemic, uh, I was traveling across the country to deliver all of my trainings, my workshops and things like that. So, uh, yes, I've been to Montana as far west as there um, from Florida to back to Massachusetts, um, you know, a couple other spots as well Um, as Florida. um, Yeah. So I I have traveled uh,
0: extensively teaching. So and have you know are more men getting involved and willing to try yoga have, is, has is that been an experience over the last you know 10 years or so or not
1: yeah this is this is a big deal so as as men start to um you know women, women have been on a very um wonderful spiritual upgrade for quite some time so um and and the, and the ladies are doing you know and they have been uh, doing a lot of you know goddess work goddess gatherings um I think they've healed a lot of their old ancestral work as well along the way. Um, so you know, women being up on that on that that, that uprise to to their own spirituality and uh, their own womanhood, um, you know, there's no longer a fight for equality like there there, there was you know ten twenty years ago. Um, you know, they, they are here. They are they are present, right? So, um, which is wonderful. Uh, men are starting to finally catch up to that. I believe. And as men start to you know, shed whatever it is that they need to start to shed, um, they're getting deeper into their own spiritual practices. Um, there's not as many men gatherings as there is women gatherings right now, but I think that's going to also shift and change. And there's going to be more and more and more. Um, but as we continue to have the, the need for these types of healing modalities, these spiritual paths, um, more and more men are starting to see that there's a lot of, fruit here right so as they put in the work um they're they are starting to see um the benefits to this work so yeah um the trend is um a lot more men um, come coming into yoga and the spiritual practices um which is kind kind of ironic because a lot of this comes from overseas a lot comes from india where back when you know um the turn of the 19th century um it was only men doing Doing the work, right? Um, and women weren't even allowed at the time, so much. So, um, how 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 that has shifted and swayed is is quite something. So, um, at least in our Western cultures, um, it's dominated by women. Um, but more and more men are are coming along for the ride and, and taking leadership roles here too. So, it's good to see that, um, especially um, veterans and first responders realizing that you know there's a lot of holes in the uh, medical system, the Western medical system, as well as our social system to um, you know help things with PTSD and help transitions you know from military back to civilian civilian life and then how to um, you know make that transition and clear away what needs to be cleared away so um, so men are certainly from those aspects are coming through yeah and there's mm-hmm. a lot of trainings are out there you know to support that um, one of them is, is actually mine, um, in addition, but uh you know to answer your question in short and shorten as well as long you yeah, got more and more men are are into the spiritual practices now as well
0: beautiful and so uh yeah. are are people still surprised to find that that you're from a marine or is that kind of gone away
1: um, i I don't think it's a big shock anymore yeah. um, because there is there is a whole um you know, wounded warriors and and all these things, all these organizations, right? So, um, it is kind of uh, in our cultural face right now in a positive way. Um, organizations to um, support the military in transition, support the the healing of PTSD and things like that. So, it's not a shock anymore as where it was, you know, ten or twenty years ago.
0: So, so you mentioned healing from PTSD and other things a, a number of times. So. Can is it just the practice of yoga can help that or is it going through a teacher training program that brings more behind it or, you know, can can it is it just Do the poses help people? Is there something more to it? (laughs) There's there's a lot
1: more to it. Um, And if I can if I can show you the book um, that helps support the answer. So um, um, Marine on the mat here is the title of the book. Um, I actually wrote this a long time ago back in 2008, but I didn't publish it until eight years later, 2016. Um, so you can go as deep as you need or are called to do. Um, don't wait 10 years like I did. Right. So, <laughs> uh, don't do that. You don't need to go through all the trauma and the horror to, uh, you know, to be ready. Right. So, um, but yeah, you, you can go a whole lot deeper than just a public yoga class. So, um, even just by taking a, uh, a 200 hour foundational yoga teacher training, you're going to get an enormous out of value out of that training because you're going to, you're going to understand anatomy. You're going to understand subtle anatomy, meaning the energy body. Um, I know that you know this well, um, but the viewers may not be aware of that. Right. So um, the subtle body is, is introduced fi- finally to understand what energy is, right? And then how, um, how our, our energy systems are we can optimize and deal and, and heal with, right? So, um, but yeah, um, we, 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 we can take that deeper. So, um, Marina Map really is a teaching story. So, it parallels a lot of uh, the Marine Corps boot camp experience. And it parallels it with um, a yoga experience, not the contrast of it, but the parallel of it. And then um, it's also teaching the eight limbs of yoga. So Patanjali's Yoga Sutras is is a big part of this as well. So what I did is, um, because there's eight limbs, I wrote the book in in eight chapters beyond the introduction. So uh, there's a smooth flow to it. And, uh, you know, chapter one is all about, you know, the Marine Corps boot camp experience yellow footprints and and all that right so um but chapter two is um about my experience while in india um, where i started writing the book and then every chapter alternates from there so it's a nice flow right so um yeah so to answer your question yeah we can go super super deep into um, both the physical the energetic and uh, the spiritual aspects of yoga as you so choose yeah
0: cool and you know i never I never considered pursuing yoga, yoga teacher training unless someone wanted to be a yoga teacher. But are you saying you know, a basic class can, can really just help someone just for their own sake as a student? They don't need to necessarily have a That's career change in mind.
1: That's right. Not at all. So you could simply go and get indoctrinated as a yoga teacher without ever aspiring to teach. So it will simply deepen your own experience. It will deepen your practice. You know, deepen your understanding. Right. And then you can also develop your own practice where you don't have to go to classes so much. You can have a home practice that is very profound. Right. And it can also be um, it could also be the catalyst to get deeper into your spiritual path, whatever that is, um, but without ever having to teach a class. Absolutely. So um, but you don't know what's on the other side of that. Right. So that's an open door. Right. So you can go to a a full 200 hour foundation yoga teacher training program, no aspirations to teach ever. And maybe you never even will, which is perfectly fine. But that can be the catalyst to open up so many more doors that you're not even aware of today.
0: Hmm. Right, Cool. But at a at a time when people are, you know, told to isolate, told to stay at home, it sounds like the (laughs) book, getting the book and following along. There's there's a lot. It's it's. It's more than just a how-to manual, or it's more than just your personal story. It's kind of a, of a mix, and there's really a, a path to follow in the book.
1: Absolutely, there is. Yep. so it, it, it goes right into the, the, uh, eight, the eight different limbs of yoga, and only one of the limbs is what we see in our public classes. And you say, like, Kripalu Yoga, you go to a class. Well, you will primarily do yoga postures in that class. That is only one limb of yoga. Right. So there's, there's seven others. Right. So we should get you into a, you know, into a a meditation practice, you know, so following all eight limbs, you know, so yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah, And is mindfulness part of yoga or is mindfulness, can it also be separate? Where does that come into play?
1: It's a good question. So um, let's go through that. It's going to take a couple minutes to go dissect that question. Okay. Okay. Mindfulness comes from uh, the Theravada lineage of Buddhism. So taking the religion out of Buddhism, it's also a philosophy, it's also a psychology. So, um, you know, much like you know, being raised Roman Catholic, I'm not going to go shave my head and wear a robe, you know, but I'm going to study um, and I'm going to learn um, the psychology and the philosophy of Buddhism just to understand the meditative path a lot deeper. And a lot of yogis, you know, yoga teachers will, will study, you know, aspects of Buddhism so they can develop their own meditation practice as well as start to teach some sort of meditation inside their classes, even if it's a small amount inside, let's per se, in, you know, an hour class. So, um, so that's the integration of it, as well as um, it's coming from two very different paths, right? So, um, so mindfulness comes out of, um, out of Buddhism, yeah. So, um, but a lot of yogis will um, you know, study it just to deepen their, their spiritual path, um, to begin a, a meditation practice that's deeper than, you know, what you would know is Shavasana, the, the last, you know, posture in most yoga classes, right? So, you know, how to get a walking meditation that's real over um, a, a longer, deeper meditative sit, right? So a sitting practice, a quiet, a stillness practice. Yeah. So, um, so that's where mindfulness comes from and that's how it is typically integrated in. Um, it could also be an isolated experience all by itself. So, I studied a lot of, um, you know, Buddhism, Buddhism religions and, uh, um, you know, practices, mindfulness practices without doing any yoga at all, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it could be just a sitting practice, that simple, you know? um, And there's not a lot of fast, hard rules if you strip out all the dogma, right? and um, And then figure out what is the path that works best for you as an individual. And if you're helping others to disseminate and start to figure out what that path is is for other people so yeah absolutely so that's um we'll we'll plug in another book here so i actually wrote um um, mindfulness and and yin yoga um, to incorporate aspects of mindfulness into um a calmer uh longer held posture yoga practice such as yin right so um it's a good it's a good pairing it's a good marriage between the two um so to be get into a a pigeon pose, for example, um for eight minutes one side, that's a pretty long hold, right? Yeah. So <laughs> compared to compared to a floor flow or like a capallo floor flow or um even a vinyasa where you're gonna hold most poses for five breaths and then move it along, right? So yin is a very um is pretty strict unless you're doing contemporary yin, which is a little bit more accessible for broader range of people right um yin is great for people who are having physical limitations accessibility limitations um it needs something that's a bit slower um but classical yin is um, a bit strict and it's a long long hold for postures right so the, the, the key to that is where are you gonna go there's nowhere to go right so you're not gonna go use the restroom you're not gonna walk out the door you're not gonna leave your map right so you're you're in the pose you're grounded into the pose you're not going to go. So once you start to understand, okay, I can get the body to cooperate eventually, right? Um, now I'll start to work here and then work here as well. So you can go deeper into your meditative space inside of the yin practice. That's why I really enjoy it.
0: Hmm. Throughout your time with all these types of yoga, has, has the style that's called to you or the style you've enjoyed most, has is, is that changed from time to time?
1: Oh, my God, doesn't it by the day almost. So um, I, I started with my first um, 500 hours um, of formal training in the Iyengar method. So, um, you know, I didn't go to Pune, India, but my, my teacher did. And uh, Northampton, Massachusetts, by the way. So, um, yeah. So, um, and gratefully, I did study anger first because you know, you're, you're taught so much about alignment. You're taught so much about um, the structure of the posture as you're taught so much um, precision and sequencing, right? So um, it is truly, truly an art as much as it is a science. And then uh, you know, and then from there you can learn all the the, the vinyasa styles as well. Um, so, I, so I did that with you know our, our world's biggest names. I studied with all of them: you know, Shiva Ray, Shambhun, all them um, remarkable teachers. All of them really. Um, but I was also um, I love the Ashtanga. Practice as well. So, um, I
0: don't think I've heard of that. uh, Yeah,
1: yeah, never heard of it. So, um, so Ashtanga in Sanskrit means eight limbs, which is the eight limbs of yoga. Um, But there is um, an Ashtanga Vinyasa practice, which a lot of our um, our warmed room vinyasas are comes from. Right, Uh, vinyasa is very eclectic and creative. We can create sequences, but um, Ashtanga has its own primary series. Um, the postures are pretty well laid out for us already. So really this is just, just going through the primary series of the Ashtanga practice. Um, it is vinyasa and it is uh, quite demanding physically, um, typically in a warm, a warm room, not the 120 degree warm room, talking 80, 85, 90 degree warm room. So um, physically demanding, but um, primarily what is also taught, and this is the important, you know, um, this is what brings the Ashtanga out is you're, you're taught how to accentuate the firmness of your gaze, right? So you have a, you have a focal point that you want to bring your eyes upon, bring your attention and your intention to that's very, very important in, in, in yoga practice and sometimes not spoken of, right? So um, we live in a pretty noisy world even before Corona, right? So, um, so to hone in on, to focus, is a very diligent and very powerful experience and practice. So that's one aspect of the Ashtanga um, yoga practice. And then the other thing is breathing. So you're going to breathe for the hour, ninety minutes, two hours, whatever it is, um, with a certain type of pranayama or breath work. Um, Ujjayi pranayama for that length of time is profound, right? So you're you're gonna you're gonna have that breath inside that practice, as well as starting to harness you know the subtle body well, right, to to, to harness the, the energy centers of the subtle body. In, in this particular lineage of yoga, we call that the Banda, right? So, you know, the, the root lock, the navel lock, as well as the throat in some postures, right? So very, very profound as a practice. And, uh, you know, I can't say I, 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 I love or dis, dislove any one of the, the primary lineages of, of yoga that I've studied, whether it's Iyengar, Vinyasa, Yin, or Ashtanga, I, I truly love them all. They all have their own unique benefits. Um, and, and, and every day, it could be any any one of these things, right? So, um, and typically, like most people, we go through phases or eras or ways of life, which um, now I'm in, uh, in, in a yin era of my life. So, um,
0: yeah. Yeah. So- could, could theoretically, could someone that's never done yoga start with any of these different styles or are, are some really more prone absolutely. to begin?
1: Yeah, huh? A- Absolutely. And, 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 um, like I always say, um, start where you are, right? Start where you are. And, and some people are personality driven to go towards the more physically demanding type of lineages or styles because that's what their personality is going to draw them to. Um, A good teacher will advise them to also practice something opposite, right? So, yeah. Um, But, yeah, you you can start where you are, and you can start with any of these, realizing that they're all going to be pretty physically demanding, depending upon what's happening in your own body, um, your own own history, you know, things of that nature. So, as as you know, yoga is a movement movement modality. So um, the ashtanga and the vinyasa is going to be pretty physically demanding, though,
0: for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the the way that that I was introduced to mindfulness was that it, it's a kind like of a moving meditation, which I believe you've mentioned, and it's something to really get you present and you know yep. to stop, to stop, you know, fretting about the past or you know having anxiety about the future. Just be mindful of where you are, and I, I was given like right. uh, exercises, like you know, go up a flight of stairs, and and so, so slowly that you you notice. Each different change in muscles and balance and shifting of your body, and like I did. You know, it took me like twenty-five minutes to go up half a flight of stairs doing that. Um, but you can, you know, brushing your teeth or taking a shower and just you know be so mindful and present and let let your senses be full of what you're actually doing. Um, so is that kind of is that the is that a similar approach?
1: It very it very much so is. Um, you know, mindfulness can be enveloped into every single moment of every day, regardless of our activity. Right. So um, how many times have we heard in our, our world, you know, multitasking,
0: Hmm.
1: right? So it it induces a more frazzled mind, right? So where we're, I I would love it to say that as humans, we intend to be more focused, you know, but that's not how our society or, or um, our humanity is driven a lot of times. So, um, so mindfulness can absolutely be um, defined as the intentional effort of paying direct attention to the now right and then to add to that definition is there's no judgments to that because once we go into a self-judgment or to heed to another's judgment we lost that present moment because Mm -hmm. now we're inside the judgment right so yeah um so our present moment awareness is is super powerful whether we're washing dishes or walking the dog or 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 whatever it is as you say right so um you know even walking the flight of stairs um, mm-hmm. But you, you, you said it earlier on in the show um, something about the awareness, mm-hmm. right? So if the mind is moving too quickly, awareness cannot really exist, right? <laughs> right? It's hard to it's hard to sense it or 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 or, 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 or just to, to hold on to it, right? So yeah. we we have to slow down. We right. have to slow down. So yeah, all of the all the practices support us in slowing down to gather that
0: awareness you yeah. know because I, I always whenever someone mentions multitasking i always say well that's one of the biggest lies we've got going because we that's, we can't we can only do one thing at a time and when you're aware right. you just realize oh and now i'm switching like you can switch from multiple things but you're not multitasking right. you're just you're you know you're doing different things at different times faster you're switching between that's, things faster but yeah yeah,
1: yeah. but how, how effective is that really?
0: right yeah the more the more you multitask, the more, oh, I'm doing lots of things poorly, you know that that's what I find right.
1: yeah, that's right, that's right, that's my experience as well,
0: yeah, great yeah. but but don't judge it <laughs> but don't judge it right. <laughs> <laughs> be at peace with that and, and then you realize, all right, I, I can find a better way and and what i so how I kind of broke it up is if I have lots of things to do, I will dedicate fifteen minutes to this task it gets a good start exactly. or it surprisingly gets out of the way. Then I switch the next thing and, and really separate, but I'll sometimes schedule my day in 15 minute chunks. So I'm not just yes. frazzled and hours go by and I really haven't done anything except worry about all these things I'm supposed to be doing.
1: Right. And the whole day has gone.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh, so that's not yeah. just me, huh? You've had that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Especially coming from going from the Marine Corps and in, mm-hmm. directly into an IT career for, for years. You know, we, we were taught to be expert multitaskers, right? So, you know, and of course, a lot of it's mouse-driven or, or keyboard-driven, but still, you know, it's still the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's still the same thing.
0: Yeah. And I'm, su- I'm surprised that still that that notion is still so prevalent in IT because it was – so I have an IT background as well, and it's, well, computers do one thing at a time, and they just switch really fast. I'm like, oh, well, that's what we're doing. You know, it's you know, this is <laughs> just right. the same thing. That's what it made me realize – Oh yeah nobody's multitasking we're just switching a lot but yeah cool. yeah awesome and you know again at this time when uh with people encouraged to stay home and some people you know if, if you're not working or you're not commuting you you might have more time on your hands you know uh mindfulness exercises and experiments uh, might be something to really fill your day perhaps or or find a way to yeah. you know bring your whole your household together and who can notice, you know, the most movements as they pick up a pen or, you know, some sort of challenge like that. But do you have any ideas of, of ways people can, um, you know, it would, if, if they're stuck at home, uh, a way to start or rekindle a yoga practice or introduce mindfulness into their daily activities?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So a, a couple of things immediately come to mind. So first thing is roll out your map, roll out your map and get going. Right. So and if you don't know what to do, um, there's a lot of yoga teachers online right now offering their their wisdom, their guidance and their practices, um, their teachings, because they can't be doing it inside the yoga studio. You know, so um, you know, the first thing I would do is, you know, call your, your, your local yogi that you may or may not know or keep, keep on asking because someone's going to be teaching online. Right. Um, they're all there are also a lot of um, online yoga services prior to Corona. Um, you know, teaching online, so that's very easily googleable So there's there's many many sources for that. Um, I'm I'm not a fan of you know YouTube um, so much because you don't know who's teaching what there. So you, you want to find a, a safe but effective practice, right? So so roll your mat out. That's that's the first thing. So take take some action. Get your get your mat out. You know, get your strap, get your block, and you get going. If you don't have a strap and a block and a mat? Amazon. You know, order it. It'll be there tomorrow, right? So just just get it. Um, there, there's really no excuse today to, to not doing something for yourself along this line, right? And then as far as mindfulness is concerned, you know, a couple, a couple super easy, quick things. First things first, ground yourself, take a self-compassionate pause, take an inventory. How are you feeling? The current state of the world today, where do you feel it in your body? Right there alone is powerful. And then and then just, you know, wherever it is, start to breathe into that space, right? And we intend for that to shift and clear. Um, but we want, we want to start to bring awareness into sensations of the body, the subtle body as well as the, the physical body as to what's going on, right? What's going on? And then we, we can also start to Bring that into a deeper, a deeper space. So, even if you need support—a chair, a couch, a wall, your bed frame, whatever it is. Um, just get your, just get your body straight as you can. You can have to lay down to have that happen. Have that happen, right? Support the back of the knee. Lay down if you have to, and get into a nice rhythm of your breathing, right? And then keep the anchor of that breath. Keep the anchor of that breath so you breathe in another body with the anchor of the breathing. So you're grounded, you're present, you're here. Right? That's simple. But have that happen for a duration of time, right? Not two minutes. Let that let that expand. Let that expand. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Go on. Right? Build that spiritual muscle. You know, harness that, that, that discipline. So a very easy way to do this, do some yoga, do some breathing, lie or sit, spine is straight, breathe with intention, go into a deep still space. That will start to help us out
0: quite a bit. Cool. And- this can really be something healing, regardless if someone is dealing with depression, sadness, grief, or anxiety and worry, or just whatever wherever the mind might be. Um, right. Because sitting and, and asking where do I feel that, and and breathing into yeah. that, I I I've had and I've witnessed people have really emotional reactions, and I just want to remind you that that can happen and to let that happen. Like if you start feeling It'll bad, you're, yeah. So if you're doing a pose and, and want to start crying. Like do it, like yeah. that. That's a great sign. It doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. I just want to throw that out no, there.
1: You're, yeah. you're actually doing something way right. So, um, and, and you're absolutely spot on. So let the emotion rise, because what happens – You asked about men in this practice earlier on, right? What What do men do with that emotion? Typically, well, we're not allowed to share. We're not allowed to show it. We're not allowed to express it. At least that's our history,
0: right?
1: Right? Men are catching the clue now we we are allowed right and if we if we don't do this humans now all of us if we don't do this we're just going to continue to suppress right and then and, and here here's here is in my opinion what the, the, the failing of the the western medical system is our, our social system right so whoever it is doesn't even matter veterans coming coming back from overseas whatever it is doesn't even matter whom right People, people get into a, a time of their lives where they need some support and help. Where do we go? So we're going to go to primary care. I'm not feeling good. I'm feeling this, that. And the other thing, you, you just listed out all of them, right? So the depression, the anxieties. Well, that's the state of our world, or earth right now, right? So that's everybody right now, across the globe, right? So typically, we're, we're in primary care to have this dealt with. And then we're referred to a psychologist. So we have cognitive behavioral therapy, which is great. We need it. We have to have it. We should have it, right? But no matter where we are in that that, that little system right now, there, there's going to be gaps. There's going to be a lot of gaps, right? So CPT can only handle so much, right? And it's only going to bring you so deep. We need to go a little deeper. We need to get to the root, mm-hmm. right? So that's why things like EMDR and Deeper psychological processes are now there for us, but uh, like mindfulness as a stress reduction is huge, hmm. right? Our yoga practice for stress reduction is huge, right? Um, but then then the psychologist can't prescribe, so they're referring back to primary care to go get a prescription, which is going to further suppress the root cause of what's going on. And that's pretty much where people just end it. Yeah. Right. And so and family issues arise and triggers are like that. And you know, depression is high and, you know, suicide rates are high. And, uh, you know, what else? Prescriptions are on the uprise, you know, right. So um, but healing is not right. So um, and then yoga is kind of dumbed down. It's even in uh, yogurt commercials. <laughs> right. So. um but the, 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 the truth of that practice and the mindfulness based practices is we, we can get the healing we need from them if we have the proper guidance. Right. In the, in the, right. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I'm constantly reminding men that even if they deny them, never express them, they have emotions. And kind of yeah. the longer you stuff and deny, that, they're going to be felt. And they can show up, and especially in times of stress, as physical pains. And you might, you know, uh, a long-term physical issue might not be physical in cause. So, Emotional in cause. Yeah. It's suppressed emotion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And again, that, that everything begins in energy. That's all of my training. So that subtle. So, so first the energy is pinched off, becomes a physical symptom, um, and then it becomes a worse physical symptom if you still don't do anything about it.
1: Right. And then if you look at the word disease, it's it's really an imbalance that comes from exactly what you just said. Yeah. Right. And then if it gets, if it gets big enough, well now it's, it's affecting our, then it goes systemic into our, into our systems. Right. So then our, all of our systems are impacted and then whichever one is supported the least or the weakest in that moment, then we're going to get hit. We're going to get hit
0: hard. Yeah. So, so back to your personal story, what was it, Was it really simply adding a yoga practice and and not, uh, I don't want to, you know, not that it was simple, but a dedicated yoga practice that really alleviate all the things that you had been dealing with physically?
1: It was, it was yoga plus mindfulness plus Ayurveda. So it was the triad of the three. So, um, I love to say, yep, just went to yoga classes and then everything was cured. Absolutely not. Nope. So, um, it, it took a lot of study. It took a lot of study. And I turned the study into degrees and, and formalities of my training, right? So it, it really became my life and now my, li- my, now my livelihood, right? So, um, you know, a master's degree in Ayurvedic Science, a master's degree in Buddhist Psychology, um, 2,000 plus hours of formal yoga teacher training. That's a lot of mat time. That's a lot of mat time, right? So that, that's over 7,000 hours of self-practice on the mat, right? So who's going to invest that? Who, who has the will? the desire to do that you know a a lot of people just go i'm going to go drink instead you know numb it down and forget right so listen you you have to want this right you have to want this so um if if you got stuff going on um yeah you, you need practice um the triad of those three worked for me i have of course attempted tried many many other modalities you know things we know by name right um, they just didn't resonate. They didn't work in my constitution. They didn't work in my being, my presence. Um, these three did enormously. Yeah, Where where the dozens of others just, just simply didn't hook. Right.
0: Cool. Yeah, because yeah, w- what little I recall of, of Ayurvedic studies, so that this influence on, on diet, what you put in your body, and different body types and temperatures of things. Am, am I on the right track?
1: You're absolutely on the yeah. right track. Okay. Yep. Cool. yep, yep, yep. But the, the, the primary framework of Ayurveda is called the dosha, and that's a Sanskrit word uh, meeting our, our personal constitution, right? So um, and this is why I like Ayurveda. This is why it made sense to me. This is why I went to Ayurvedic schools versus Chinese medicine and acupuncture, although huge, huge um, amount of experiences receiving TCM and acupuncture, um, loved it enormously, just simply loved Ayurvedic that much more, um, because... It treats people very, very uniquely, right? Um, how, how much time does primary care work with us? Seven minutes, and usually their back shoulder is facing us and they're typing in the computer, right? So, And you don't have time for a lot of questions, and then, uh, and then you're off, right? That's, the, that's our model, you know, and that's, that's failing, right? So um, Ayurvedic medicine, your first session is 90 minutes with me, right? So um, to, to do a, a dosha analysis to see who we are. How do we function? Um, what are our predictable patterns? Right. So all of that. So dosha meaning it's our, our personal constitution who who we are based upon three of them. We have three doshas we can be. We're a combination of two or even all three of them. Yeah. So that's why I like our because it provides us with a framework. And with that framework, then the diet can be involved. What type of yoga practice best suits you? Time of day, seasonal work, you know things like that. All those things matter. Yeah
0: you've discovered lots of things in you, in your journey and you mentioned discovering things that didn't work for you and things that did it, it, does one thing stand out as something that you wish more men knew about
1: um so certainly the yoga practice um which is popular as it is um i would, I would love to see the population of men inside our class grow you know I, I think that that in itself that in itself would make a huge difference Mm-hmm. You know, so put 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 NFL on pause for a moment, right? And and and, and get get your mad out, yeah. get your mad out, and, and have a ha, have a sense of sincerity around that. Around, I'm doing this for me, yeah. right? Not because you know anyone else is doing it or, or whatever. You know, have a sense of brevity around this, a sense of sincerity around this, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah,
0: yeah, because it really you know, a unique time in American life that there are no sports right now. So there really That's is right. this gap and to, and again, this is something that, you know, you, you doing alone, doing it at home. You don't have to worry about judgment, people seeing you with your mat or whatever, whatever, you know, stereotypes you're afraid of being seen as, or, you know, however. And you know, I have to say like so many of the daily rituals I do for myself now are things I used to make fun of. So, Get over if you haven't made fun of it and and try it and have an experience and um yes you've you've got nothing to lose and so much to gain
1: that's right as you as you say so well we're we're in a global catalyst right now and there's no excuses to explore there's no because most of a lot of us have time Mm -hmm. we have time that we've never had before right because we're going to be inside you know with our own intimate intimate families and, and that's about it you know, that's, that's really about it. So, um, and our, our, our social way of being, our social structures, is all changed now. You know, we're we're going to get groceries, come home. That's about it, right? So, um, you know, we're not going to movies, we're not going to bars, we're not going anywhere, right? So, um, the, the excuses are done. You know, we, we have none. We have none whatsoever. So, um, to see a silver lining inside of all of this, as hard as that is, and as upsetting it is to even hear someone say that, a silver lining with Corona. Come on, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Get,
0: get your man out. Go practice. What are you looking forward to? <laughs> In what sense? In whatever sense you want to answer
1: that. Okay. Um, the things I'm looking forward to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to relate this to Corona. All right, So the things I'm looking forward to here is to um, see what social structures have not worked, because they're gonna they're gonna come they're gonna come right in front of our face now and, and watching those social structures fall. Whether it's something inside of politics, whether it's something inside big 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 business, or something inside our social slash medical system that is not working. Right? And then I'm also looking forward to this. Once this wave is over and our medical system is going to get stressed to the peak and beyond, where are people going to go to refine their balance? That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Because they're going to come to people like you and I to, to re- reset yeah, and integrate.
0: This reminded me of something that I don't, I don't think I've, I've ever shared, but so in 2010, I was trained to kind of be an intuitive coach and read the energy of people and read that subtle body and see what's really behind yeah. whatever issue someone's talking about. And even yeah. before that, I've had this knowing of we're getting to the time of when what doesn't work is going to fall away. And it doesn't yeah. just mean personal activities. It means, you know, societal structures and infrastructures and systems yeah. and I've had yes. knowing this and sometimes it would like, Oh, I, because I saw the history of depression and suicidal uh, suicidal ideation, and this knowing of this impending huge change would often be like, "Oh, I don't, I, I this is coming. It's good, but it's going to be hell to live through. I don't know if I want to live through these times, and this is going to be right. challenging, challenging, challenging." And you know, yeah, yeah. H- here, here we are. Um, so at this point, for my growth and the people I'm surrounding myself with, there's a lot more people seeing the benefit, and I'm I'm doing my best on on Facebook and social media, keep sharing find something good to share each day that everyone yeah. can read regardless right. of where they are spiritually like oh yeah that's a good thing that happened it's not all it's not all bad um despite whatever right. it might feel in in any given moment yep. but uh so yeah yep. i really appreciate you and that's why i give you no guidance i love how you took that question and how you answered <laughs> it so i just wanted it, it it connected with me a lot so i really wanted to uh to thank yep. you for that good, good. my pleasure awesome so in in your consulting, and your coaching, in, the, in, dis, in discovering someone's dosha, can, can any of that be done remotely or is everything kind of going to be waiting on hold?
1: All, all, every single bit of that can be done remotely, which is good. So um, very much like how we're talking over technology, could be simple as a FaceTime, right? It um, could, could be that simple. It could be, it could be a phone call. It uh, could be done over email. So you know, it depends upon um, that relationship you have with that other person. As to how intimate you want to be, right? but certainly with the technology, like like even we have, um, super super simple, right? Super super simple, yeah, for sure.
0: Cool. So so so, Rishi, how can people get in touch with you? Find out more information of what you're up to, um, what's available yeah, now, cool. and what's available in the hopefully soon to be future.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. So um, the, the, the now is, is absolutely you know um, coaching and consulting sessions, just like that. Um, and they can find me. So I'll give you um, website number one. Um, so MelaAcademy.com. I'll spell that out. M-E-L-A Academy.com. So that's the first website. Um, my emails are all there. My phone numbers are all there. It's super simple. Direct contact with my cell phone. So just text me to, to see how to, how to reach me. Otherwise, um, Eric, E-R-I-C, at MelaAcademy.com. Um, for those who are first responders, veterans, military, Active duty or otherwise, um, anyone dealing with uh, PTSD or related related issues, um, I got a lot of future programs coming to support you. So um, you want to read up a little bit about that. There's some anomalies on the website that have to be changed, but the the, the core of it is all there. So mindfulness for So that's a long one. So mindfulness, all spelled out for F O R veterans.com yeah so i have i have some coaching programs being designed as we speak um personally my my my, my entire way of working has shifted and changed right so um my one-on-one clients um who i don't have a working relationship with the technology like we're talking about are you know they're, they're going to be isolated in their homes, like we're all isolated in our homes, so we're not going to have this way of working. We're, we're present with one another, so um, so that entire client base is right now on pause, right? So, and we have no idea, no knowing, at least today, how long that's going to last for. Um, and of course, all of my trainings, events with you know people inside of them um, in groups, um, we're obviously not doing that in our world today, right? So, all of my trainings, at least today, as this day, are. are around pause right so um, I'm, I'm being well coached as we speak on how to create systems that leverage and span um, to not be impacted by by the situation we have today right to create something that's leverageable and scalable by location by time by date and you know, we can work with technology like this it's a hybrid model of, of coaching and consulting where you do get me live like you and i are talking right now to a degree uh, but there's also trainings and support inside of technology like facebook groups and um you know videos accessible by by technology too so as long as we have power um, you know those models are being built as we speak today so um cool. yeah
0: cool so uh uh, be sure to have all the, all of Rishi's links and social media contacts and ways to discover what's available today and what's available, you know, coming soon or whenever we're let out of our homes again, <laughs> whatever it may be. Um, <laughs> right, that'll all be right. in the show notes at Uh So be sure and check that out. Um, Rishi, I really want to thank you. This is, uh, I you've reminded me of so many things I've forgotten about that, that I didn't enjoy. So I, I'm inspired to take some of this time and and get back on the mat while I'm while I'm home alone and, and explore, and I I love that you, there's there's a way to use isolation as a way to dig deeper inside and not just feel isolated and depressed.
1: Yep, absolutely. Yep. So um, I, I maybe you have as well. A lot of other people have going on spiritual retreats or other kind of retreats where you are literally the intention is to isolate, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to go into a deep, a deep meditation, whether it's a long weekend or a week or 30 days. Right. So um, a lot of times we do that on purpose, right? Um, we didn't plan for this nor ask for this, but we have it. Yeah. And for those of us who've been through these experiences before, thank think I have, you have, um, I'm pretty calm despite,
0: you know, the, the, the global the global situation yeah so. yeah and and i mean that's the point of mindfulness yeah. and meditation yoga to be calm yes. in the center of a storm and that's yeah it. not be caught up so so yeah i'm very glad it's working for both of us and i'm sure it's working for a lot more people and if it's not something that you're experiencing yet you can right there's always an open yep. door and, it, and it's easy to step <laughs> into let
1: me, let me email we'll start a program
0: no cool problem. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks again, Rishi. Thanks again for everyone listening and tuning in for the show. Uh, While you're navigating the chaos, be sure to keep taking care of yourself, take care of your friends and your family. As always, be good to yourself and stay healthy. Be well. Yes, yes. Thank you for listening to Real Men Feel. Contact us at realmenfeel at gmail.com. Learn more about Andy Grant at theandygrant.com. Please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever you are discovering Real Men Feel.